Through innovation, academic excellence, and family-centered clinical care, Children's Mercy Kansas City is transforming outcomes for children around the world. Welcome to the audio interview series, Transformational Pediatrics, with host Dr. Michael Smith. So our topic today is cancer immunotherapy and the promise of CART-19. My guest is Dr. Doug Myers. He is a pediatric hematologist and oncologist at Children's Mercy Kansas City and associate professor of pediatrics at the University of Missouri, Kansas City School of Medicine. Dr. Myers, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Why don't we start this way? Let's do um, have you do a nice overview of immunotherapy for us, kind of like you know where we're at in the research, where where we're at, and, and where we're going with the clinical application. Sure. Well, immunotherapy is you know quite a broad uh, topic. There are lots of agents that can be used to alter the immune system or enhance the immune system to ter- turn it towards a, a target. In the case of cancer immunotherapy, we may be talking about uh, medications that help inhibit a tumor from suppressing the immune system, the thing, small molecules, we might say, or, or agents that um, help uh, the immune cells overcome the suppression of the tumor environment. Um, that's one way tumors escape the immune system. Uh, we could be talking about tumor vaccines or, or other um, agents to, to enhance the immune system. Uh, you can vaccinate patients against their tumor or uh, targets uh, that their immune system might be able to grab a hold of, so to speak, um, of a tumor. Um, tum- tumor vaccines against prostate cancer come to mind. Um, in the case of uh, uh, CAR T cells or chimeric antigen receptor T cells, we're talking about genetically modifying immune cells to target cancer. So there's a lot of research going on there to enhance all of those aspects of immunotherapy for cancer. Right, right. And so when you look at those different, you know, ways you can categorize immunotherapy, where, which one is, is showing maybe the most promise? Is it revving up the immune system um, inside, of, you know, in that, in that micro environment of the tumor su- suppressing it? Or is it like, wh- where, where do you find most of the promise of immunotherapy? Right. Um, I think that especially when the chimeric antigen receptor T cells uh, targeting CD19 or targeting leukemia, showed so much promise, whereas so many attempts in that field had uh, failed to show much promise, that really launched CAR T-cells and researching CAR T-cells into the spotlight. Uh, It's been really exciting to see uh, some of the initial medications that uh, get in the way of suppressing the immune system be successful in cancers like melanoma and, and, and other things there in lung cancer. So I think there, and for those of us who believe that targeting a cancer from multiple aspects or multiple angles using small molecules together with tumor vaccines, together with CAR T cells, um, the promise is actually in multimodal therapy where maybe we're learning how to right. find these treatments. So, so I think we need to cont- not, maybe not stress one area too much, but really um, enhance our research in all of those areas because it's going to take more than one agent. Well, let's talk a little bit about the CAR T cells because I know that you are doing um, some research or involved in that chimeric antig- uh, antigen receptor technology. So tell us a little bit about the CAR T cells and what is so special about it. Sure, absolutely. I think it might be helpful to talk about what a chimeric antigen receptor or a CAR is. 
uh, I was really fortunate to be uh, involved in some of the first in human trials when I did my training at Baylor College of Medicine and Texas Children's Hospital. Um, they had been working on that technology for a while. Um, a chimeric antigen receptor is chimeric. It's part one thing and part another. Um, one end of the, the molecule or this, this protein is like an antibody, kind of like the proteins we make against vaccines. This antibody is capable of bonding to uh, its target. In the case of CART-19 or chimeric antigen receptors against CD19, which is, is something that's on a lot of uh, certain types of leukemia, the antibody can bind to the CD19 and hold tight. This antibody is hooked to some of the things, the signaling molecules that are normally in the cell. Uh, maybe this T cell that it's a part of is designed to bind to a cell that's infected with the flu virus in your nose and kill that cell before the virus um, atta attacks other cells. Well, when the T cell recognizes that infection is there through its T cell receptor, it sends a signal to kill that cell. Well, in the case of a chimeric antigen receptor, that antibody we talked about is attached to some of the signaling proteins in the T cell. So now you have something that's part antibody but capable of attaching a T cell or a T lymphocyte, a virus-fighting cell, to a cancer cell now. And now the, the T cell is signaling itself as if it was killing the flu-infected cell, but it happens to be attached to a tumor cell. So now the antibody has bound it there, and the signaling molecules of the T cell are telling it to kill. It may think it's killing a flu cell, but it's actually now killing a leukemia cell. So we're and, and so where where are we at then? When when you when you when you look at the research and stuff, the what what does this mean right now to patients, um, and or in the future? Like where where are we at with bringing this then into a, a common way to treat uh, leukemia? Right. So there have been several institutions that have um, been running research trials of these chimeric antigen receptors. I believe in 2012-2013, Children's Mercy was one of only five or six institutions in the country that had their own investigator-initiated, or you had to come to this site to get that form of therapy um, in the country. So, so we were one of very few institutions. Um, what's really exciting is when this chimeric antigen receptor against this form of leukemia um, showed so much promise. It was picked up by a pharmaceutical company. Um, it had begun its clinical trials at the University of Pennsylvania when they saw such positive responses. Uh, these patients who had had uh, multiply relapsed cancers, very refractory cancers, and there very little else was having any effect, they were seeing up to 90% of these patients go into a complete remission, and some of them were maintaining that remission for quite a while. So what, pick, what a pharmaceutical company is able to do is take something that's going on at a single institution and produce that agent and get multiple institutions involved. That's not the only way you can involve multiple institutions, but that, that was one way it's that it One definite way, yeah. And so that, that made it possible for someone who has this disease and wants this therapy or wants to participate in this research, instead of having to fly from California to Philadelphia, or that they can go somewhere much closer, hopefully, where, where this uh, new agent is being provided on a research trial. Uh, so it was really exciting when the success at one institution was uh, this agent was now going to be available to multiple institutions. And that's something that in the world of cell therapy, 
car therapy had not been available before. It was very much a boutique institution um, agent. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So we were able to open this up to a larger right. um, population and study that, and, and, and that gives more confidence in the results that, that we see. So as it's moved to a, a multi-center type of setup, um, are we still seeing some of these amazing results? We are. That, that's, that's one of the best things about this is that by opening up at multiple sites and demonstrating that you could get the same response rates that other institutions who maybe didn't have experience with these CAR T-cells could uh, adhere to the protocol standards, treat patients um, with uh, high-quality care, and adhere to the, the regulatory um, requirements. It just showed that the FDA and, and hopefully patients could trust that this was something they didn't have to travel for or travel so far for. That right, and and so that's what moved it towards what's now been approved. Um, moved it towards approval. So, so right now the the focus is again on the CD19 receptor on leukemia uh-huh. cells. Where is this going to be applied to other cancers? Where do you see this going? Right. So that is a, a big hope. When you see something that is uh, so successful in um, inducing remissions uh, as this agent was for patients who were um, really in a, in a bad position where there wasn't much else that was going to provide um, any you know any real help. Um, when you see um, this agent um, coming out, you hope that it will work for more than just one right. type of cancer. So the question is, will it? I have a feeling, and this is just my feeling, that if we're going to find that treating solid tumors is a little bit more difficult with this technology. When you give a T-cell a chimeric antigen receptor, at least at this point, generally they are able to kill a cancer cell, but only a cancer cell that has that particular target on it. We know that in the same way we give antibiotics to patients and kill off lots of bacteria that we're going to select for or enhance the ability to grow uh, bacteria that are not uh, susceptible to that antibiotic. Turns out in many research models, we already are seeing that if you, and even in, with CART-19, you can kill off all of the targeted tumor cells, but you will sometimes see the outgrowth of tumor cells that don't have that target on it. And the answer may not be just targeting more things in that tumor because we know that, that a lot of these cancers can eventually continue to lose those targets and, and evolve somewhat. So I think there are yeah. to be strategies to get around that, but I think it's going to take more time than we hope. Right. And as you mentioned before, it's that multifactorial or multimodal approach, right? So on one right. hand, you're using immunotherapy, but on another way, maybe you're changing the environment of the tumor cell, uh, maybe inhibiting how it can grow its own vessels to metastasize. Right. So there's a lot of different approaches there. And right. you put it all together, it does look very promising. Absolutely. So already clinical trials are being developed where these CAR T cells are being given concurrently with one of the medications that can uh, uh, hopefully block the inhibition of other immune cells that maybe are already in the tumor trying to do their job, but have been suppressed by chemicals that the tumor secretes, chemicals that we normally use to control our immune system. Now they're being used against us to control our immune system uh, against the right. tumor. 
So, yeah. Well, Dr. Myers, I want to thank you for uh, the work that you're doing. It really is fascinating, and it, it does seem to be very promising. And I want to thank you for coming on the show today. You're listening to Transformational Pediatrics of Children's Mercy, Kansas City. For more information, you go to childrensmercy.org. That's childrensmercy.org. I'm Dr. Mike Smith. Thanks for listening.